Crossengage Podcast. More and more companies discover that data is not only a key success factor, it also needs the right tools and people to work with data. Marketers and CRM people with a technological background and a good understanding of figures, data and analytics are highly sought after. That's where business intelligence comes in. We have invited Mark Bozal today, who has a lot of experience in this field and who loves to share his knowledge with us. He's working for Dein Handy as head of BI and analytics. And before, Mark was a consultant for digital analytics projects at Leroy and even IBM. So he definitely knows how to gather all data and turn data into action. Yeah, so it started with um, my focus on marketing. So I was always in love with marketing, yeah. but um, I studied like business informatics. Um, so I also, um, I always have been deep into IT topics. Um, and I think the future of marketing or like it is already now is the um, overlap of technology and marketing. So this is where my interest um, for data appears. <laughs> yeah. So you've always been more into the data side than into the content or strategic side or is it yeah. a mixture of all these topics? Yeah, I think, so I work with a lot of different marketing people, so I know what they're doing and what it means to create campaigns, to create AdWord keyword sets and so on. So, but I was always interested in the holistic view, um, like the customer journey with the different touch points, um, the psychological effects you can have on, on the website. So I'm more interested in the data and holistic view of the customer than like a specific channel. Okay. And as a consultant, what do you think, what do most companies do right on the one side or completely wrong on the other side? Um, I think nowadays it's not a question of tools anymore and of technologies. So if you see these uh, landscape maps of tools mm. and technology, they are so full of different awareness and tools. It's about knowledge and processes and people in the end. Um, how you define um, your customer journey, um, what use case you want to get started with um, and then like where do you need knowledge from a data perspective, from a tool perspective, from a process perspective. Um, I think this is um, also what all companies know, but it's sometimes really hard to get software you can buy. Um, resources which are not existing mm. in the market are really hard to get. This is where all the freelancers and consultings um, came into the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But I think this is the um, most important factors and there are also like learning platforms out there now. Um, they're focusing hard on like transformation, digital transformation data topics because of this lack of knowledge and uh, data skills in um, marketing brains, <laughs> so to say. Since a customer data platform or CDP in short is the core of our product at CrossEngage, um, and there's no really, not really a clear definition of what this topic exactly means, what would be your definition of a customer data platform in general? Yeah, so um, the term is relatively new and I need some time to, to find the right uh, definition for me and the right naming actually. Uh, so we're coming from 
um, an environment where you have like data management platforms, um, where you have a lot of third-party data, but um, this is not what I wanted for, for Dine Handy. So um, I really had a deeper look um, for, for customer data platforms. And for me, it is software which was developed exactly for this user-centric view. There are a lot of tools out there coming from a tech management like Telium and Segment um, who are going into this uh, holistic 360 degree customer view um, and they are like DMPs who are doing the same from a DMP perspective but for me it's really the core should be a user-centric data model which means you stitch um, IDs, anonymous IDs and IDs from your internal systems um, to really get the, all touch points together. And it's not working only with third-party data, it's mostly first-party data. It's your tracking on the website, it's your campaign data, which email was clicked, opened and so on. It's um, your backend data, like name, mm -hmm. um, address of the user and so on. And then you can have additional data points like with um, third-party cookies from other networks or you try to um, get a cross-device journey together, um, but in the end it's really like first-party data, a user-centric model and the opportunity for marketing and CRM people to create audiences and have action on it. So there are a lot of different platforms where you need uh, like certification and IT resources to create the audiences. This is not what I, I uh, understand as a customer data platform. So it's really for the business people. Um, yes, there is IT effort initially and maybe like to maintain it over the time, but the core processes should be uh, done and defined by, by business people. You already mentioned some points, um, but why is there really a need for a customer data platform in a company since there are already a lot of other solutions out there like marketing clouds or tools that promise you to handle all the different steps and gather mm -hmm. really all the, the data you need for a 360 mm -hmm. review? Why was there a need for customer data platforms? Mm -hmm. So there are different things I've recognized at Dine Handy where I thought, okay, we need a solution for it because it's stupid or it's a waste of resources to do, uh, do it like it was before. For example, um, when you try to create a lot of AdWords and Facebook audiences um, and you handle like CSV exports from your backend, um, then they need to manually import it to the networks to have exclude list. So you really um, see in the process that it's not optimal, it's never real-time, it's effort, manual effort, um, not real-time um, and it's annoying people, it's often <laughs> work with, which is really annoying for marketing people to do, but they need to do it. Um, this is the first thing. Second thing is there are a lot of new opportunities in the marketing space. I, I'm thinking about like push notifications, um, on-site personalization, um, real-time uh, on-site personalization of content, of product recommendations. So there are a lot of different topics, but in the end they need a data um, foundation for, for this. And the data foundation needs to be user-centric because you want to show different things to a specific audience. Um, 
this is where all the tools came in, but then I ask, okay, what is the data foundation of all these tools? A tool can only be good as the data foundation, um, which you need to set up somehow. And it's really, really not recommended to set up a data foundation for each uh, tool, because then you will have silos, you will never have the holistic view of the customer journey, and you will never have perfect campaigns in the single tools, because they only knew what they knew. So, yeah, so they should know the other touch points from the other um, tools and channels you're using. Of course, ah. yeah. And this is where I think like a customer data platform makes completely sense. Um, also, what annoyed me a bit was like, I, okay, I built like a data warehouse, we have like marketing reports, we have dashboards, um, but the actions are indirect. So you have a hypothesis, you ask the data, and um, you, you get an answer, but the action is then, okay, we change something on the website, or uh, we need to customize this, or we need to change the targeting. Yes, but it's not a direct action how you would expect it from data. And every, everyone is telling you, okay, you need to have like uh, insights out of data and then actions out of insights. Uh, so what are the actions? If they are only indirect, this is not really um, sophisticated. <laughs> um, so a customer data platform enables you to have direct actions out of the data. Not like ask hypotheses, really create audiences out of the events and the behavior and um, do campaigns for, for the specific audiences and the different tools and channels. Talking about these actions here, you can actually do um, uh, and try to find out the, the best way to do it. Um, at which step in the customer journey would you start doing this? Is this for best for acquisition, for, for conversion optimization or then retention? Where's the best thing to start? Um, I think the easiest start is the, acquis um, the acquisition side. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you mentioned now like three main areas for, for every e-commerce company. Yeah? It's acquire, convert, retain. So for me, the easiest use case is acquire. And this is what um, a lot of different companies are doing. Um, it's to, maybe you don't know what is your VIP customer, what is your perfect customer, what customer will have the highest customer lifetime value. Maybe you don't know this, but you know what is not your VIP customer because of fraud, because of um, cancellations, um, refunds, and so on. So the easiest use case is to give this data back to the ad networks to say, okay, we want not to target or retarget people like this. And yeah, I said people like this, which means statistical twins of customers you already know. Yeah? And if you don't, if you are not able to define a concrete picture of your VIP customer, start to define what is not your VIP customer and exclude it in the targeting. I think this is a simple use case where you don't have like an extravagancy um, marketing flow and n not like complex, it's only your backend data, it's not even on-site tracking data. So you have one data source and um, the connection to Facebook, AdWords and so on. So I think this is an easy and good use case you can start with. Do you have also an example for a little bit more complex or sophisticated use cases that you really like to implement or where you find that the result was really great? 
there's one which um, I never saw in, in the on-site uh, world um, because for like telephone and call center there's a solution um, like you can have call tracking so the user on the website sees a dynamic number telephone number and if he calls you know the keyword um, from AdWords and so on so the call center employee could um, better consult the um, potential customer and I thought about a use case for customer care team when you have a live chat on your website so everyone knows like live chat is um, good for, for the conversion rate but um, what is the information base of the customer care um, employee so for us my, my colleagues from the customer care team they have a lot to do because we're doing a lot of Facebook marketing at Dine Handy um, so we have a lot of live chat usage, not only Facebook messages, also on-site live chat users. And we try to deliver the customer or the anonymous customer profile to them. So they know what are the keywords, the campaigns the user came from. Um, have you seen an Apple product or a Samsung product? Um, how many products have you seen? Is he maybe confused? Um, is he branded already uh, into a specific part? Um, is he looking for article uh, like a device in the tariff or only a tariff like them only? So these are very important information for the customer care team to consult the potential customer. And I try to deliver it because you have an anonymous ID from the user who's uh, on your website. So you can, even if you have no name, no picture, um, no birthday, um, you can understand the user a bit better to consult this anonymous user. And I thought, okay, this might be complex, but it isn't so complex to realize this use case. But it's a very specific one, I, I would say, which I haven't seen somewhere. Could be that companies are doing it all the time. For, for call tracking, I know this use case, but um, I think it's a, a cool use case. But there are so many more. <laughs> yeah, of course. For example, do you have an, an idea what you could do to retain your customers? Do you also play around in this area? or? Yeah. So for DineHandy, there was a change in portfolio what we are offering. So first of all, we started with device and tariff. So it's really hard if you sell like a 24-month contract to um, think about customer lifetime value in the first two years, obviously. <laughs> Um, but um, now we, we plan um, or we have a lot of initiatives like we have DSL, um, we have um, renewal of contracts, we have accessories. So there's a lot of upselling potential and therefore um, we um, have like also retain campaigns. This is also an interesting point how you recognize that you need a customer data platform because Dine Handy is doing um, this retain campaigns for years mm -hmm. but how it was set up is like for marketing people not optimal so we have html code html code in an it ticket and the it uh, programmed a cron job um, which selected the audiences from our database and then they're sending out so there's no a b testing there's no analytics so no numbers um, how many emails get sent, how many open rates, and so on. 
So no way to optimize this flow and you never know um, how many customers um, had renewed this contract from, from this campaign or it's actually hard. Uh, so there's a lot of potential only with A-B testing um, for this use case um, to and recommendation engines, things like this, not only send um, current top offers, um, send what is um, the offer with the highest um, chance um, of renewal for this customer. And this is really hard to do it with the IT way where uh, we have done it before. Yeah. Now you mentioned mm -hmm. how you got the idea that you need a more intelligent platform to handle all the data you, you are not collecting at the point. How do companies realize that they are at a point where they sh should start thinking about uh, implementing a CDP? Mm -hmm. I would not start with the technology, I would start with the business side and the use cases. So in the end there are three questions every e-commerce company should ask themselves. It's like how can I optimize the acquisition of my customers or like reduce the customer acquisition cost? How can I optimize the conversion rate, obviously, on-site? And how can I optimize the customer lifetime value? And then you need to find answers. If you have no answers, I think chances for you to um, stay strong in the future are bad. Um, but you need to define initiatives for, for the three areas. And then the customer data platform will come into the game because it helps. It's a tool. You need, like all tools, you can also do it wrong with every tool. Um, and you can have wrong use cases or not the levers or game changers. Um, so it's really on you to find the right use cases. But there are so many examples in the market. Uh, if you just look on your competitors or on state-of-the-art, companies, what they are doing, how they recommend, how they personalize their website, what are they sending um, from, from an email perspective, um, you can get many ideas, I guess. <laughs> and do you have the feeling that, that just a lot of companies uh, struggle with finding the right way to, to uh, optimize their strategy or their performance, um, mm -hmm. or is it just they don't have the tool? I think... Um, maybe the view on these topics is not holistic enough. Mm -hmm. So um, we developed a strategy and we know, okay, we need a customer data platform and these are the concrete use cases we want to do with it. Um, but maybe in other companies, um, the marketing channels are so distributed, for example, that they think about their use case and they have a look in the market for their tools but they don't think about like a customer data platform. They think about a tool where can I um, optimize my AdWords spending with machine learning and so on. Uh, so um, first of all, you need this mindset of holistic customer journey. I mean, there are companies um, still on last click attribution modeling. It's the same yeah, because of distributed uh, marketing people and uh, channels um, and thinking in the box. So it helps to um, get these people together and think about a holistic view of the customer journey. And it's not so easy because customer journey is not something uh, you can Google and have a wiki article about it and see the perfect customer journey. 
Yes, in theory, maybe, but the customer journey is really different um, from company to company, business model to business model, industry, etc. So everyone needs to find his own customer journey, which role is which channel and which position, etc. Do you have an idea or at least some hints how you can achieve to find your strategy for your kind of business model or how do you um, tell companies how they should uh, uh, yeah, find their path through, this, uh, uh, yeah, through these problems and make the right decisions? Um, uh, so how do you set this up in an ideal way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of theory for, for this topic uh, out there. I'm a big fan of Lean Startup, um, mm. I'm a big fan of OKR, I'm, I'm a fan of the 45-minute toolbox uh, of uh, Marcus Dier and uh, Louis Heinemann. Yeah, so there are different tools which help to define the strategy and vision. Um, I like tools which are focused on competitor and client-focus. For example, if you use uh, OKR, like to set your goals for a quarter, objective key results, and then you measure your results, etc., you can all only set up OKRs for internal projects, which makes you a bit more efficient. But where the um, focus on competitors and the focus on um, the client value, customer value, mm -hmm. yeah. so um, I always try to think about uh, customer value first. Um, and validated learning, how to test hypotheses. Um, you cannot ask customers what they want. They will tell you something, but it's not what they really want. Um, you need to test it with validated learning. That's this, like the standard uh, lean startup methodology. Yeah. But this is um, also what I believe. <laughs> Since you are working in business intelligence and it's your job, to find the data. Do you think that tools in the future, if artificial intelligence is getting more and more important, do you think that these tools can replace your job somehow? Are you afraid of that? I mean, first of all, you have to see what percentage of my time is um, which uh, task. I think a lot of time is um, data integration and data modeling. And I know um, that there are like interesting projects and tools out there who try, uh, which try to uh, automate this. Yeah, so every tool in the market, new tool from uh, Silicon Valley, from startup scenes, they are really interconnectivity. There's a lot of interconnectivity, open, um, a lot of internal, external API possibilities. So I think the data integration part will not be so hard in the future. So these tools will be integrated, there will be a cleaning in the market where the number of tools get reduced a bit and then the integration will even be better. Um, so the data integration part definitely yes and hopefully because <laughs> it's not the work which brings um, business value in the end but it's the necessary work you have to do. Um, data modeling I mentioned this as well. There are a lot of tools um, to, that are trying to solve this uh, problem of creating a data model. So if marketing needs a new field, for example, you always have to adjust um, 
the data model. Okay, where is this field coming from? How is this going in into the holistic view of the customer? Is this um, based on the product, based on the transaction, based on the user? So you have to think about your business model. For e-commerce, it's quite simple and standard, I would say. But also there are different um, yeah, traps. <laughs> Um, but for other business models, which are not e-commerce, can be difficult to find uh, the right data model. But this is also where customer data platform um, helps, because the customer data platform has a data model. It has logics to stitch user IDs together. So it also helps me. Um, if you try to build this on your own, you have to really think about it. And there are like edge cases. Uh, what are you doing if you have different cookies or the user changing the email address and so on. These are like all the edge cases you have to think about if you create this data model on your own. Yeah, so I think the focus on data integration and data modeling will change to more like data analysis and data discovery. Um, also there, they try to um, automate but I think this is the uh, hardest part because you need this understanding of the business and you need to ask the right questions. Um, they can deliver answers for predefined questions. This is working also in an automated way or with Cortana and um, speech uh, voice recognition now. They can answer you um, this question with data. But um, to ask the right questions is the main focus then. <laughs> So you're not really afraid that your job will not be important anymore in the future, but instead you can focus on the more interesting parts. Yeah, I mean, data is the present and the future, so it will shift somehow, but I will not lose my job in the next 20 years. Hope so. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the salary I would get without work. <laughs> Now imagine you as a customer, I mean, you already mentioned some, some use cases you implemented or you saw out there. Um, do you have one, and that's always our final question, do you have one use case where you would say, wow, this was really amazing, uh, this never happened to me before, and now I'm completely like, wow, <laughs> this, this is cool. Can you imagine a case like that? Um, yeah, I think on-site personalization can be a game changer. but. Um, I would say the customer journey con, um, consists and contains so many different touch points and experience of a user. It's really hard to create this one touch point, which is like this wow moment. Um, we try to do it with really good uh, consulting and product recommendations. Um, sometimes um, websites hide um, product recommendation, so you you don't see the magic behind the scene. Um, I like it when you see it somehow. Uh, if you have like an on-site product recommendation, uh, which is AI-driven, um, which tells you a bit more why it recommended this product. For example, for like a mobile contract would be, you gave your postal code and it knows um, that uh, like telecom uh, net is really good in this area and therefore um, this tariff is really recommended in an automated way. And if you tell this to people and not only showing uh, telecom offers, I think it's a wow moment because this is uh, also like what you could experience in an offline store when you talk to a real store manager in the telecom store, etc. 
So this is my favorite case where I would say you can create wow moments if you have like yeah. a recommendation which, which is transparent and really telling you why this is a good offer. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> point to make uh, communication, even in the dig digital world, a little bit more personal and transparent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, Mark, thank you so much for your answers um, and for being here. It was really a pleasure to talk uh, to you today. Yes, thanks. Thank you so Bye. much. <laughs> Bye. Cross Engage Podcast. Podcast.